Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Some things just don't make sense to me. Actually, a lot of things don't make sense to me, and I have this axiom of life. Don't try to make sense out of nonsense. KFI AM640. It's the Gary and Shannon Show. Mo Kelly in for Gary and Shannon. In local news, I don't know if you saw the story about, well, well, let me back up. There's certain places I just don't go to anymore. And Tawala, I think you understand this. Tawala, I don't go to liquor stores. And I don't go to 7-Eleven. Okay. Wait, 7-Eleven? Is that, it's off the list? For the same reason I don't go to liquor stores. Because bad things happen at 7-Eleven. You might uh, get robbed, or there might be a, a car which plows through the whole store, like which happened in Monrovia. I just don't go to 7-Eleven. Bad things happen at 7-Eleven. But I'm sitting here with the coffee cup. I yes, just got you the, are. I, I got the, the good coffee. There and this, this is why I'm talking about 7-Eleven. It's because of you, and I want to protect you in the future. <laughs> Stop going to 7-Eleven. You might have seen the story. In uh, about the the guy in Arcadia who drove his car into a 7-Eleven. And maybe you didn't. Let me tell you about it real quick. It happened where a man at around 7 a.m. decided to go to 7-Eleven, and he came in, and he was already agitated. He was already mad about something. It's not clear. And he started throwing items at the employees and also other customers. He walked in, okay, at this point he walked in, and he's throwing items, and they tried to put him out of the store. He left the store, still agitated, came back with his car, and drove it into the middle of the 7-Eleven trying to hit and kill people in the convenience store. Then after that, this dumbass decided to get out of his car and run. Now, If you've come into 7-Eleven, everybody knows that there are cameras in 7-Eleven. You're not going to hide your face. They they know who you are. If you drive your car into 7-Eleven, there's a good chance they'll be able to read your license plate after your car is stopped at the front counter. Why are you going to try to run after that? Okay. (laughs) If you've come in there and you're throwing items, you're already off. You're already not right. Now, maybe... They didn't have the hot dog he wanted. Maybe their pigeon wing selection was out. And those hot dogs are good. They're good and terrible, yes. Well, if they've been on the little rollers for like six hours, they're not so good. The pizza at 7-Eleven is decent. The pigeon wings are good. I think they are delicious. Yeah, they aren't chicken, so let's be clear. Let's be clear. No bird is producing wings like that. That's small. (laughs) Okay, but they are still very good. I get them. They're ranch dressing, fire. And yes, Amy, if the hot dogs are fresh, why not? But eight hours later, probably not on that same greasy roller that they haven't cleaned. Now, that's reason enough to say, you know what? Damn it. I'm throwing stuff in there again. When I went to 7-Eleven today, I was slightly perturbed at the people that were working there. And I let them know that. 
And the lady at the counter said, With well, what do you want me to do? No, I did not use profanity. I was close because of what she said to me about what do you want, do you want me to do about it? Because of the fact that their coffee selection, it was just filthy over there. And I was like, what's going on over here? Why is this unclean like this? Because you're not supposed to go to liquor stores or 7-Eleven. But I love 7-Eleven. Go to AMPM. Too much good stuff. I'll go to AMPM. <laughs> but I will not go. Have you heard of someone driving their car through an AMPM? I have not. How often do you hear of AMPMs being held up? Hmm. Not as often as 7-Elevens. Let's be real, okay? Maybe it's because they have that little marker, that little height marker, and the camera right at the door. The cameras are much better at AMPMs. Yeah. Much better. I look at this stuff. When I go into these places, I think about something going wrong all Mm. the time. Isn't it sad that you have to think that? It's sad, but you know what? I'd rather feel safer. And, And part of being safe is being aware of your surroundings and not putting yourselves in dangerous locations. Amy, I don't know if you know, I, I think this is a conversation that I had another time, but to and I, we always talk at length about never stopping at gas stations at night. Never. Oh yeah. That's a no. Under no circumstances. Yeah, don't do that. I don't even stop at an ATM after dusk. I try not to go to an ATM at all for any reason, because obviously if I'm going to an ATM they know that I'm probably not there to make a deposit. And if someone means me harm, they are casing the joint. They're watching and waiting for someone to be slipping, as they say, not paying attention. So I try to limit the amount of times in which I am in more danger as opposed to less danger. And part of that is where I go, time of day I may go somewhere. So all those things I take into account. And I just do not stop at gas stations at night under any circumstances, which means that I usually have to plan ahead and not wait till the last second to get gas, obviously. But that, and I start off trying to be silly, talking about I don't go to 7-Elevens, but it's the same mentality. I, I try not to go to a 7-Eleven because more times than not, it's a questionable clientele. It's, you know? Yeah, the panhandle action in yeah. front of 7-Eleven is a All lot more present than it is at, at AMPM. PM. That and is I think true. that's intentional. I wonder why. that They're not receiving as much pushback at a 7-Eleven because just about any 7-Eleven I pass, or if I'm going to something that's adjacent to a 7-Eleven, you see that panhandler standing just off to the left of the door To the left. It's always to the left. Don't ask me why. But it's to the left of the door. What's going on, Mo? And then it's like, okay, if I go into 7-Eleven, he's going to want money. And my thing is, I never know how desperate somebody is. I don't know if I'm the 12th person to turn him down and he's just going to lose it. And instead of driving his car, which he doesn't have, through the door, he's going to try to just lose it on me. And I just try... I never want to put myself in unnecessary danger. And part of it is where you choose to shop, where you choose to stop, and when and where you take out your wallet, always. Those are the things that I am actively considering before I do something stupid like stop for gas at 9 p.m. at night. You are making me question a lot of choices I've made just this day alone. When I saw that cup, to all I said, you made a mistake, man. Your day's off to a wrong start. You yeah. put your life in danger walking in that 7-Eleven. Yeah. I don't know where it was, 
but you endangered your life. It's right up the street from the station, and there's a panhandler to the left. I think there might have been two. I think it might have been a guy-girl panhandle combo. Don't you know how dangerous Burbank is in the daytime? Dude, it's a problem. I really, really did not think about this thoroughly. Because I was thinking to myself, this isn't at night. We have the code. You don't go to these places at night already. Already. But during the day with the panel action and there's someone driving through store of 7-Eleven locations. What if that starts a trend? Were you in the holiday spirit? Did you um, did you hit off the panhandler? I was in the Bah Humbug spirit. Because I thought to myself as I went in, there's it's it's a guy and a girl. I'm thinking to myself, like, lady panhandler, you should be looking at this guy panhandler saying, dude, get a job. There's two of you together. One of you should not be panhandling. One of you should be taking care of business, finding out how to get, you know, resources from the city. Uh, I guess if you're in Burmake, there's plenty of resources here that you can tap into. This guy can be mowing lawns. He can be painting something. He could be out there with a the corner saying, you know, willing to work. He could be in front of the the Ikea down the street. The Home Depot. The Home Depot. Me, the Home yeah, Depot. Jumping right. on the truck to go and get work for the day to bring money back to yeah. their, their panhandle community. I don't know. Panhandle community. You sound so elitist. I know. <laughs> this is the Gary and Shannon Show. When we come back, as we talk about law and order, the San Francisco Police Department, they're considering using robots to kill people. We'll tell you what we mean in just a moment. KFI AM640, this is Mo Kelly in for Gary and Shannon. We're live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. I don't know. I'm serious. I don't know. Sometimes there are stories that I may talk about where I haven't fully formed my opinion. Sometimes I stop short. I don't know. This is the Gary and Shannon Show. Mo Kelly in for Gary and Shannon. Here's one of them. I'm not exactly sure where I come out on this because something could be a good idea on paper, in theory. But it turns out in execution, pun intended in this respect, it may not be a good idea or how something is used or when and the implications of its use may be something altogether different. Do you remember back in 2016 where you had the horrible incident where you had this guy who killed like the five Dallas police officers and then he was holed up somewhere and then police brought in a robot and basically detonated explosives around the guy and killed him. You probably remember that. I surely do. And I remember thinking then, whoa, does this set a dangerous precedent going forward? Because someone didn't give themselves up, but in, in the case of Dallas, wasn't an immediate threat at that moment to other people, if I remember correctly, the decision was still made to kill him. That's a dangerous precedent, I thought, going forward. And I wondered how other law enforcement agencies would either adopt or move away from that policy. Well, it's now coming into clear view where the San Francisco Police Department is asking to use what is being described as killer robots. 
The new proposal is going to be debated next week by the San Francisco Board of Supervisors Rules Committee. The board will define how the SFPD is allowed to use its military-style weapons. And uh, already the draft policy has been scrutinized by the supervisors. And there's going to be an honest debate about how this works. According to how it's being described by the San Francisco Police Department, the policy states that they would use these robots as a deadly force option, quote, when risk of loss of life to members of the public or officers are imminent, close quote. I don't disagree with that. If it's when risk of loss of life to members of the public or officers are imminent, by all means, yep. protect all life, especially law enforcement. It, protect anyone and everyone. The question is imminent because that historically has been iffy. <laughs> In that, certain communities. Yes, yes. yes. Uh, and and, and always, they always say, well, justice is blind. Yeah, but the application of it is by fallible people. <laughs> you know, justice may be blind, but it, its administration definitely is not. And there are winners and losers, and it's not equally meted out. So that's my concern. Um if it's an active shooter, yeah, I'm quite sure we can all agree up, upon that. Yeah, and I'm, send the killer robot in. Right. And I'm old enough to remember, to really date myself, I remember Philadelphia. I remember the MOVE organization. Mm -hmm. I remember how explosives were used there, and it ended up killing kids. Yeah. You know, those are the things that I think about, the, the things that you, that you can't undo, that you can't go back. Um, if you're sure that it's one person and you're sure that that person is an active threat, mm -hmm. not just pinned down, but an active threat, not that you're just tired of talking to him, not that you're just, you know, getting weary and, and want to end it and go home, then by all means, do whatever you need to do to protect life. But we know how every single bill that's written, hence the crime bill, how it has these unintended consequences that affect one community more than another when the application of said bill is put into place. Now, when you have a killer robot, you know, and you can actively just roll that out onto the streets, a, ro a drone robot with, with live ammunition that can go in and just start gunning down the suspect. Who is guiding this thing? If it's an active shooter in a supermarket, how does this thing determine an active shooter instead of say a person that's just in the store who has a gun. Who's also trying to defend a good guy with a gun. Yeah. yeah. You know, something like that. Um, but I am also 100% behind this robot being activated. I think if we have this robot being able to go in and just take out these individuals, we are saved trial. We are saved unnecessary taxpayer dollars on putting this person up in a prison while they're fighting, you know, the death penalty or whatever. Send the drone in. Let them take these individuals out, and then we don't have to worry about them anymore. What did I say when we started this? I said, I'm not exactly sure where I come out on this because I can look at a situation like Uvalde and say, send in, send in the drone. drone. Absolutely. Now, there's also the danger of, other loss of life to children. Yeah. You know, you have to yeah. think about that, but I would still want it as an option. If you could ascertain that a shooter like Uvalde was walled off and you knew that there was no further threat to the children, 
in that particular classroom, mm-hmm. go get his ass. Yeah. Yeah. Dead. You know what it reminds me of, though? The Hunger Games. Oh, there are all sorts of, of movie references that I could think of here. You know, I think of like The Running Man. I, I just think of things where. I think of Terminator when they started yeah. rolling out and designing and drafting the RoboCop. It didn't start off as Alex Murphy being the the one. It started off with several robot versions that did not work, that were more deadly than the crime they were trying to stop. They wanted to have the human element yes. in it. And, yeah, uh, it's a good idea on paper because anything that you can do without risking a member of law enforcement, I'm for. Yeah. I'm for that. I also, you mentioned like the crime bill and someone who may not know, the 1994 crime bill had these stipulations in it. It was 100 to 1 where you crack to cocaine, where you get 100 times worse penalty for having crack as opposed to cocaine. Drug use is drug use, but crack was more the inexpensive drug of choice in urban and inner city and cocaine was used more in the suburbs. And you can obviously see how that plays out across ethnic demographics. And then you had all these black and brown people who were going to jail for long periods of time for federal sentences. This is only federal because the crime bill only had to do with federal, not state penitentiaries. And then you had the people who were largely overlooked when it came to cocaine. And so you had these uh, communities which were decimated in regard to the drug, the war on drugs, mm-hmm. not the use of drugs, but the war on drugs. And people look back at the crime bill of 1994 and they said, hey, it should have been written differently because of these unintended consequences, or some would say intended consequences. And we both know, you and I to all know, we both know that if this were rolled out, literally rolled out, mm-hmm. this robot most likely when you, when you look at the use of military-style weaponry, it's usually in the urban communities. Yeah, yeah. And I wonder, and I worry, more importantly, I worry how and when it would be used beyond the active shooter situation that I think we all agree upon. I think that's the easy one we get right. Yeah, you have an active shooter. Go get him. Be done with it. But I, then I also worry how it would be used Oh, I don't so, know. So, so you're worried about like you know them using this on on a on a simple stop? A do, no, just like a domestic dispute and a guy's hold up in the house or something like that. Oh, I, I worry about whether people will not be getting their their due process in many instances. And when you because beginning I said if you know loss of life is imminent, and we've seen just from the use of body cam that word imminent is really debatable. Really debatable. Yeah. The difference is you don't have to worry about, in this instance, whether an officer may be in fear of his or her life. But what happens when it inadvertently or takes someone who wasn't necessarily, people weren't in imminent danger. I I just, just can see how this can lead to all sorts of bad things happening. Beyond just a person who may have been a threat at that moment. Yeah, but, that's tough. But, you know, this is where I can say, I'm just being honest, I'm not so sure where I come out on this as of yet.
We'll see as we get more information. And then maybe, as I always say, as I get more information, then I'll have more of an opinion. And I'll feel more one way than the other. I'm Mo Kelly in for Gary and Shannon. KFI AM 640. It's the Gary and Shannon Show. I'm Mo Kelly in for Gary and Shannon on this Black Friday. KFI AM 640. We're live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. And speaking of Black Friday, you may remember uh, at the beginning of the show today, I was talking about first the horrific Thanksgiving dinner that I had. Not Well, the food was great, but the, the Thanksgiving day was, you know, straight out of hell. But also, I have no desire to go anywhere in terms of retail on Black Friday. I have none. Absolutely none. You couldn't pay me to go to any store, any mall on this day for any number of reasons, which I ran down the list. And during that time, I know Blake Trolley, uh, KFI's own Blake Trolley, was monitoring the Black Friday around the Southland. And also, Blake uh, also highlighted that law enforcement had stepped up their presence around the Southland as it relates to Black Friday and different stores. And he joins me right now in the studio. Blake, first, you know, it's good to see you. Great to see you. Got to see you like twice in two and a half <laughs> days or so, which is not, all, you know, that's just not usual. Usually right. our paths don't cross like that. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. But how should I look at Black Friday today, given the increased police presence? Yeah, well, I think safety is obviously top of mind for law enforcement officials and really for the state. And this comes as last year. We were, you know, nobody. It's one of those things where these headlines were much bigger last year, but the effects of them on people's mindset are still very present. We're talking, of course, about those smash and grab robberies. In fact, to me, it seemed like they were still happening all the time. But when I looked into it, the only one I could point to, and I'm sure somebody's going to correct me on this, but at least the most high profile one I could find was from September. This was a uh, T-Mobile store down in Orange County. Otherwise, you do go a few months back for the more high profile ones. That said, people I spoke with today said it was on their minds. I talked to one woman. She was going into work retail. She said, you know, she had fears going in. And then a lot of the shoppers that I was talking to today as well are saying they're thinking about, uh, you know, uh, smash and grab. So will that deter these businesses? Because I will say, you know, one of the reasons I've, I've always hated Black Friday, and I'm sure this you, you listed this this morning, is that it's always packed. Yeah. And it feels like we're not seeing that. We're not. It, it doesn't have that same allure. And part of that could be the hours. You know, they're not doing those those doorbuster deals. You and I talked about this last yeah, year. Yeah, it started at 6 o'clock on Thanksgiving. Yeah, exactly. It's it's it's. We're seeing less of that, of course, as Cyber Monday and other things, you know, rise in prevalence. But just in general, too, the energy just seems to be a little different. And I wonder how many people, you know, it's on their minds. I spoke to a few people today that they said it's top of mind. I think it's a... Uh, a confluence of things. One, we're coming out of the pandemic. And coming out of the pandemic, I think, showed a lot of people how cool online purchases can be. Right. You know, we know how to buy just about everything online. Mm -hmm. And at worst, have it delivered or go pick it up, but not necessarily have to deal with, you know, actually going through the uh, traditional brick and mortar process. That's the first thing. And I, and I want to respectfully call BS on the people who are saying, like, they're at the mall, 
and they're actively thinking about. I'm not doubting your reporting. Right. Talking, that person's. Wait a minute. You're actively. You're at the mall and you're actively worried about a smash and grab. Stay your ass home. <laughs> if you're really thinking about it. And, and I understand, I'm not trying to right. diminish no, that concern, but I'm saying if you're thinking about it, then maybe you don't need to be at the mall or wherever mm-hmm. and just, you know, go to Amazon.com. Not a plug, but I'm saying that's an effective way to get a lot of Black Friday deals shopping done if that's important to you. Yeah. Well, I do think we've come out. I mean, in some respects, it has been a while since we've seen these, you know, these smash and grabs really rise in prevalence. That said, I still think there's just this lingering psychological effect and law enforcement certainly taking action today. The CHP is sending officers across the entire state. And really, the goal here is to just increase police presence. It's not. It's 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 more of a um, it's more of a posturing move, right? Put more officers out, hopefully deter this crime long before it happens. But that being said, yeah, it is interesting when people say they're thinking about it while they're out shopping. Nonetheless, I, I, I wonder, and I'm just wondering out loud whether this maximum enforcement. My phrase, we tend to think of maximum enforcement, obviously, with DUIs and and the holidays. Mm-hmm. But now there's a maximum enforcement as far as uh, shopping, whether that actually deters anyone or whether it presents itself as more of a challenge. Because as far as the smash and grabs go, it seemed to be more and more brazen. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, this is where the wonder comes in, whether the presence of law enforcement here or there is going to stop those who are actually planning because these are planned jobs. It's not like they just walk into a Nordstrom. And we remember last year it was mostly Nordstrom mm-hmm. and decide, let's do this. No, these were coordinated. Yeah. These were groups who thought about it, planned it, did it at a certain time, created this chaos and 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 ran out under the cover of that chaos. Yeah. You know, you know, one thing I do want to say, though, is as smart as some of these crimes are, if, I, if I'm remembering this correctly, do you remember in September there was a smash and grab where they crashed a car into the Chanel store? Did you just say, do you remember in September? I did. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> But in September, (laughs) uh, um, there was a high-profile smash-and-grab where they crashed a van into a Chanel store out in West L.A. Vaguely. They ran in, you know, and and stole things and then took off. But the window they crashed into, the display window, they left all the stuff, and that was the easiest stuff to access from where they had crashed. I (laughs) I still remember that one. Like, such a high-thought-out crime, except for they didn't even grab the stuff that was, you know, most immediately available. I would never say it's smart, but I will say that there is thought. That is being put oh, into yeah. it. It's not what we would call a crime of opportunity where mm-hmm. you just happen to walk by. The, hey, the, the door is unlocked to this car. Let's see if we can steal it. No, they're saying we're going to go to this place at this time and do this to achieve that. Yeah. I do think part of deterring this, though, is the narrative has definitely changed. I mean, from the governor to local law enforcement, we did see a big shift in the um, in the at least in the. Uh, I guess you could say in the narrative around smash and grab robberies or the the posture around smash and grab robberies. Gavin Newsom, uh, he actually signed a bill in July that increased the size of this retail crime task force. And when he did sign that, he said, you know, the state is doubling down its efforts to not only deter this crime, but when people uh, commit it to prosecute this crime. And we have seen up and down the state uh, people being sentenced for these crimes. And I'm sure a big part of that is is playing into why we've seen these kind of taper down. That said, obviously, they feel there's still enough of a threat to send officers across the state today. Well, I think it's part threat and also part reassurance because I'm more reassured when I see law enforcement, especially in that type of setting. So I know that 
it also provides reassurance to shoppers and retailers. So a lot of times it does help to be seen. I don't know if it's going to be enough of a deterrent for those who are more committed mm -hmm. to committing those types of crimes. But um, before we go to break, I have some quick questions i got to ask you. And do you have time to stay over for oh, one Oh, yeah, let's do okay. it. When was the last time you went to 7-Eleven? Oh, I go a lot. I'm a reporter, man. I eat 7-Eleven's <laughs> like my kitchen. <sighs> okay, I was saying I don't go certain places. I don't yeah. go to gas stations at night Yeah. for safety reasons. I don't go to ATMs after dark if at all uh, uh, possible. And I don't go to 7-Eleven for those reasons. They're all in my mind, the three most dangerous places in the world. Really? Bar none. Yeah. And you go routinely. <laughs> routinely. Okay. I have to talk I had about two, that. I think, I think they call them cheese torpedoes this morning. Ooh, for what's breakfast. That? I don't think they weren't from 7-Eleven. They're from another gas the station. Oh, <laughs> I've never seen <laughs> the cheese torpedo. The cheese torpedo. <laughs> it was like a, it's, it's like a flaky, it's like a flakier, better taquito, but it's giant. I still have the wrappers on the front seat of the car. I don't know if it's called a cheese torpedo, but oh, so you're just a slob too. <laughs> cheese torpedo. Wrappers on the front of the seat. You know of the what? Car. I can't stick around for another break. <laughs> Blake Shirley joins us in studio. This is the Gary and Shannon Show, <laughs> KFI AM six forty. We are live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. Gary and Shannon Show. Mo Kelly in for Gary and Shannon. KFI AM six forty. We're live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. And just in case you're not familiar with me, I host the Mo Kelly Show which is heard here on KFI, Saturdays from 6 to 8 p.m. and Sundays from 7 to 10 p.m. Don't forget about Small Business Saturday. Coming up this Saturday, we blow out the whole show, and we do nothing but feature small business small businesses across Southern California. It's all about you, your business, your vision, your dream. And you can also find out more about me at Mr. Mo Kelly on social media, my personal website, MrMoKelly.com. And joining me right now in studio is KFI's own Blake Trolley. He's just a young and he, he told me how old you are. It's like, oh my gosh, to be that young again. You're but like 22? Apparently I only have, I'm 29, but apparently I only have seven years, you say, until I'm going to start feeling old. You said 36. Yeah, we had, the, we the, had a conversation last time yeah. we saw each other and I said, I remember when I was 36, that's when I started noticing the changes in my body as far as aging. Yeah. Metabolism slowing yeah. Yeah. down, things of that nature. And I realized like, Wait a minute. I'm not eating any worse now, but I look and feel worse. And I remember consciously thinking around the age of 36. You know what's funny is people think I'm a lot older than I am. So a lot of people don't think I'm 29. And, and it happened yesterday. Uh, we were, I was at that Thanksgiving, um, the Midnight Mission. They were feeding a bunch of homeless people. A lot of celebrities showed up. So a guy comes up to me. He's, he's like my dad's age. He's like in his mid-50s. And he goes, hey, uh, I hear some guy from some band's going to be here. I go, dude, I honestly don't know anything about celebrities. And he goes, yeah, us old guys, man. It's tough, isn't it? <laughs> like half this guy's age. You think you're funny, don't you? <laughs> like I'm old enough to be his dad. You know? so, said like guy in his fifties. Yeah, yeah, that's. Mm, that's yeah. Mm -hmm. My dad is. I think he's fifty six. Get out of the studio. <laughs> right. And take your Black yeah. Friday with you. <laughs> no, anyhow, seriously. Before the break. Yeah. I was saying, you know, don't go to ATMs at night. Don't yeah. go to gas stations at night. Don't go to Seven Elevens. And you're saying you go to Seven Eleven all the time. Yeah. These cheese torpedoes. Yeah. Which might, sorry, AMPM for the copyright issues. This could be completely wrong, but whatever they are, they're great. Look, I say it this way. I went to, and, and part of your age is relevant because when I was in my 20s, I spent a lot of time at 7-Eleven. Yeah. I mean, they had a lot of cheap-ass food, which was just fine for my 20s because, remember, I hadn't hit 36, so it didn't matter what I ate. 
I was working out every day. It did not matter. I was, that was the height of my music industry with the, with the chili that you don't even know what it is. It just <laughs> pours out of the chute. It looks good. Yes. It tasted good back then. Yeah. I wouldn't touch it now. Yeah. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's just an unsafe place to go. It is, but I love. I go to an AMPM on Santa Anita and Foothill in Arcadia all AM, the time. AMPM is fine. Oh, okay, AMPM's good. AMPM, too much good stuff. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, AMPMs are nice. They're classy. That's my point. It is. That's my point. You're less likely to get jacked (laughs) at an AM PM. You're less likely to have a car roll through the front window at an AM PM. I didn't say it's, you know, impossible. I'm just saying it's less likely. That happened close to the the AM PM I go to because that 7-Eleven was on Baldwin in Arcadia. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And the AM PM I go to is on Santa Anita and Foothill in Arcadia. You're proving my point. Now, this guy chose. Yeah. He could have gone to the he chose He could have gone to the AMPM, but he chose 7-Eleven. I don't know. Maybe it was easier access for his car. I don't know. No one was hurt. I'm allowed to make these jokes. The customer service at the AMPM I go to, I was telling you guys, is it's it's just I mean, there's nothing compares to it. The guy at the front counter knows everybody. It's like I, cheers up in there. It is basically like cheers. He's like a bartender. Except instead of, you know, ordering a drink, you're like, got like Reese's peanut butter cups at 4 a.m. and a coffee, you know. But but he, uh, this, guy, point. <laughs> this guy knows everybody's name. Uh, he he doesn't actually, he's never asked me once what I do for a living. And But but he, he knows when I go in there, usually every like three days, I need new AA batteries for the mic equipment. So like every three days, he just grabs AA's. He doesn't even have to ask. Do you like buy burner phones? <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. Do they sell burner phones at the AMPM? I think they do. Yes, they I think do. They, I, think they, they, I know they, they, they do a Seven Eleven. I know they, they do. No, they do a Seven Eleven, and they look very criminal at Seven <laughs> Eleven. It almost says for crimes to commit. You know, but yeah, Seven Eleven pizza is pretty good. What did I say? Yeah. I said the, the pizza is decent. I can deal with the pizza. I haven't had it in years, obviously. But yeah. but pizza was fine. AMPM does have better food selection. AMPM they have those little burgers. Mm-hmm. They have uh, the cheese barbecue are sandwiches. Fantastic. They're, the they're, barbecue sandwich is really good. The barbecue, yeah, the barbecue. Sound fire. AMPM has a good food selection and they've started having their own brand of food. AMPM select like drinks and stuff. But the 7 Eleven uh, uh, pressed juice drinks, those can't be beat. There's a little good stuff at 7 Eleven. There's a lot of good crime at 7 Eleven. I'm talking <laughs> I won't about say being that that's safe, not okay? Yeah. They're, they're, look, they're good chicken wings at a strip club, so yeah. I'm told. But it does not mean that it's a safer place to go. Wasn't that string of robberies happening at 7-Eleven? I remember that just, they yes, just caught the guys. that's right. Yeah, yeah that I wasn't correct. covering that story, but I remember vaguely. It was, it was like the Inland Empire, right? It was like the Inland Empire yeah. and yeah. Uh, and L.A. County, I think. Yeah. Was like but where was ago. the race car driver murdered? Was that at a 7-Eleven? It was at a gas station, but I don't know what it was mm, attached to. Might have been a 7-Eleven. I got to look that up. If it's a 7-Eleven, it's all bad. Bobby East. Yeah. Yeah. Um... It just says at a gas station, mm. and but if I were to bet, it, it, there was probably a Seven Eleven closer than an AMPM. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm not wishing any will. Ill will. No, I'm just saying. Yeah. Uh, and 
Blake, you may not know this. We were having a discussion months ago where I said, I'm most alert when I'm at a gas station because that's when you are prone. There may be homeless people. There may be people who have ill will who want to commit crime. And you, for the most part, may be distracted, Mm -hmm. putting gas in your tank, on your phone, waiting for your gas tank to fill up and so forth. So I'm always on high alert. We were talking specifically about that story. And and people, I got a lot of feedback on Twitter who didn't, who were actually kind of surprised that I said, I don't stop at gas stations at night. And there's some gas stations, like in my neighborhood, I don't stop at even during the day for that reason, because you are more susceptible to being a victim. I had the craziest thing happen to me at a gas station in Fresno once. Uh, I was a, It was early in my career. I was working at a radio station up there, and I was gassing up on Shaw. I don't know if you guys are familiar with Fresno, but Shaw's kind of like a kind of a main vein through Fresno. And I was out by Shaw, about to get on the, uh, the freeway out there, and I, I'm gassing up, and this van comes flying in. I mean, it's like something out of a movie. It's almost like bouncing as it gets in. And they swing the doors open, and the guy goes, I work at a factory. We have all these TVs that are, my boss overordered. He just wants me to, to give them away to people today. And I was like, okay, well, you know, I'm good. Thanks. You know, I'm happy with my TV. He's like, no, come on. Come over to the van. Take a look Hell no. at these TVs. Hell no. I was broke enough at the time, though, to consider. <laughs> it went through my mind just, uh, just enough. But uh, yeah, I mean, read about paper. I have a rule like don't try to talk to me at a gas station. There's nothing for us to talk about. There's nothing you need to sell me. There's nothing I want to buy. No, I don't want to help you and your team go on a trip somewhere. You're trying to save money for the Glee Club. Now, I, don't engage me. And, yeah. I, and I, my face usually says, get the F away from me because I don't want because either you, you might have good intentions. It may be innocent, but I'm of the belief that you're just trying to distract me for someone else. Mm. Yeah. And I just, yeah. and I, I don't want to call that a hood mentality, but you know, that's the way I think. Like I'm always aware that I could be a victim if I'm not paying attention. Growing up in the inner city, you are raised with that edge where you automatically, automatically know to look out. Why? Because most of the people that we grew up with in the hood were up to no good. Right. Sorry, a lot of people <laughs> I grew up with were the people that you would be watching out for. And you knew when they were doing their work or they're putting in work, they would tell the stories of what how they, they did, how they yeah. got people. How they got someone, caught someone slipping, slipping. quote unquote, not paying, paying attention. attention. Yes. Do you think the gas station though is the is the the number one like heightened alert place or is there somewhere else? Well, it's not a it's not a, a coincidence that carjackings grew out of, you know, those gas station, those, you know, where, where do most people get carjacked? Gas station. Gas stations or fast food because. In a drive-thru, yeah. People that I knew, they would catch you in the drive-thru and that was it. If you were not paying attention. I am most heightened when I'm in a drive-thru. I'm looking at how many cars are in front of me, behind me. Can I get out? What would happen? Oh, whew. I'm just heightened right now. It's it's interesting because I hear from a lot of people who said, I've never thought about that. And I said, I don't remember when I didn't think of that. Yeah. Yeah. That's something that's always been on my mind going back to Black Friday. It's like, I don't want to put myself in that situation because I'm that guy 
who would end up in a parking lot dispute with someone mm-hmm. because they're going to be an a-hole and I'm going to verbally acknowledge their a-holeness with my a-holeness. And then it escalates from there. And all of a sudden, Blake Trolley's doing a news report how I was shot and killed in the parking lot. And I don't want it to end up like that. So I stay my ass home and, and I don't go out to Black Friday sales for that and other reasons. I think because of that attitude that you have that I adopted a don't go out to Black Friday because I'm very confrontational. I'm like, I'm the guy who, if you cut me off and try to take my spot, the bat in my trunk was for you. It wasn't because I played baseball. baseball. <laughs> it's, not, it's not for that. It's for that individual. So I said, you know what? Rather than that, how about I just stay home, go online? You, you know, one thing I do want to talk about, because there's a story we're going to be doing here. Uh, I'm working to learn more, but uh, you guys know there was an attempted kidnapping yesterday in Corona that a business no. owner stopped. So, we, you know, we're talking about all this crazy stuff. And it just kind of reminds me, you know, of this wild story. Those criminals are definitely out there and they are looking for their next victim. I just want to decrease the likelihood that I'm that person. Mm -hmm. And it's not about how well you can fight. It's not about whether, honestly, whether you're armed, obviously. If you are not taking the steps to make sure that you are safe as far as your surroundings, you know, you're going to get got. It's just that simple. Yeah, it seems like a preventative preventative approach is usually Absolutely. the best. And in fact, when you're driving, you hear about all this crazy road rage, and it's it's like you have to remind yourself, you oh. know, it's not worth it. Because if you honk or if you do anything that signals you're mad that somebody cut you off or whatever, it could end violently. I, I try not to react. I try, and I'm I'm much better. And much better, and especially with the murder of Aiden Leos, the, the child who was in the car. Uh, the mother had cut off someone else, and then the car just shot yep, through the shot trunk. Shot the car, yeah. Yeah, and I always think about that, actively think about that each time I feel the need to respond to someone or even throw up my hands, not flip someone off, just like, hey, what are you doing? I try not to react. I don't lock eyes with anyone. You know, 10 yeah. years ago, I was a different guy. Yeah. That was, I was going to lock eyes with you. He's like, what? Are we pulling over or what? We can do this now. I got time today. It's, it's <laughs> tough. It is tough. I think about my kids and the fact that I've got to go home. I've got to see my kids at the end of the day. I've, I've, I'm a father first. I've got priorities. I cannot risk getting into a fist fight with someone because we live in a day and age where people don't even want to fist fight. They don't fight like that because I don't want to get caught at a later date. That's that guy. That's that guy who beat me up. Yeah, and have you ever noticed what, whenever you're really mad on the road, it, it ends in like 30 seconds. It's like you're, you're so mad when you get cut off, and then 30 or 40 seconds later, you're paying no. attention to the radio no, no, or something. No, no, no. I'm no, mad for the rest of I hold on to that shit. Yeah. I'm like, I'm thinking about what I should have done. You know what? I should have followed them. And then, oh, Look, yeah. We don't have, <laughs> I, I will tell you a story about some guy, this young kid, basically, who cussed me out, called me every name in the book, and then drove off. I still think about that. And that was a month ago. I'm still thinking about it. Like, if I see his little punk ass, <laughs> I remember the car and everything. I hold on to that stuff. We got to go to a break, Blake. It was always good seeing you. All right. Thanks, guys. This is the Gary and Shannon Show. KFI AM 640. We're live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.